0: Hi everyone, this is Tim Martinez, Impact HealthCare's uh, co-founder and CEO. I'm happy to share with you all that I'll be conducting a weekly interview-style employee spotlight, uh, so that we can all get to know each other a little bit better and hear directly from the amazing people that make up this organization. I'm excited to to, to do these interviews, and I hope uh, you enjoy them. This week's spotlight is on Chicagoland area, nurse practitioner, Manel Kishan. Let's get to know Manel. Good, it's so good to see you.
1: It's good to see you too.
0: Thank you for taking the time today to to catch up. Um, I have some really hard charging questions for you, as you know. Right. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Before we jump into my questioning, you were actually involved in kind of the original outbreak of covid yeah. um at at impact so um I want to thank you personally for everything that you've done um not just for you know the last almost 3 years now that you've been here uh, as an incredible member of the team but this craziness that has been covid in particular how it happened in your community with yeah you know, not a lot of information very, very early on. It was kind of mid to late March as I recall. Yes. And so, Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of unknown, but, um, your, your reaction and, and how you handled things, um, I was just completely blown away and cannot be more appreciative of having, you know, you as part of the impact team. So thank you so, so much.
1: And I just actually wanted to thank you guys because you have adjusted to the, our needs as a facility, and you know you got me the support to adjust what they need me there. Um, you know, I, I used I I would do like four hours of impact work as a nurse practitioner, other four hours is you know the facility needed me, and um, that was a great help for that. Um, you know, we we couldn't. I mean, the only treatment was then. Um, it's just intubation and a lot of patients cannot be sent because they are do not intubate or DNR. Yeah. And, um, but they are sick in the facilities and we needed them. Um, you know, so we, uh, and I wanna thank you again for adjusting that need to help these patients. And because it's just kind of forgotten that these patients still sick, they need, you know lab couldn't come in, we need to draw labs. We need, you know, things like that. So um, I want to appreciate it very much.
0: Well, thank you, and and um, you know, I'm 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 happy that we were able to adjust and kind of figure things out together as a team as things were evolving and we got more information and we were learning along the way and then, you know, we did leverage all of that information to you know, start putting in new protocols that then the rest of our company and all of our clients that work with us got to benefit from. But you were the trailblazer on the front end in the first outbreak. So um, yeah, the way you reacted was, was incredible. And I know you know, the folks that are you know, clients over at Chateau and, and the bigger organization were incredibly, incredibly thankful as well. They reached out to me and they wanted your home address to send you flowers and a thank you gift. They were just blown away and, and so are we. So I just cannot thank you enough.
1: No problem. That's, that's what I think to do. <laughs> that's what we were there
0: for. That's right. That's right. Well, you're, you're, you're an obvious good fit and great member of the impact team. Cause that's right. We, we do things for the right reasons. So um, so yeah, that was great. So all right, <clears throat> now into my hard-charging questions. Go ahead. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be three years next month. Yeah. Um, that you've been here. Um, God, it's almost half of that now, right under this COVID cloud, which is unbelievable to think about how long it's it's dragged on. But um, before we get there, uh, how did you hear about Impact, and and what made you decide? Um, to come here and, and, and practice and, and be a part of our team.
1: Um, so I actually, I was uh, working in a weight loss clinic uh, for six months and there was a new issue grad. Okay. Um, and it was, uh, it was nothing independent about it. I mean, I loved it, finished charting there, called my labs and everything. It's just, uh, it was very strict protocols, like uh, this kidney function, you give this amount of, you know, um, this medication and that. There was nothing independent it seems like I, did not use my um, full potential you know, um, as a nurse practitioner there. So I was looking for a job and they came across impact in Indeed. And I was looking at the um, uh, reviews uh, and it was like, a, I think it was like five stars, plus you guys, the best place to work then. Yeah. So I applied and I had an interview with Marie Zalahar
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: I knew of her in from Hinsdale when she was in a hospital estate I I think I had the two encounters with her and it's just the interview the you know um, it seems like you know Chateau's close to Hinsdale that's where I worked for five years and you know um, it's just felt normal felt like home nothing you know changed plus the independency so I went ahead and I uh, you know uh, I agreed to you know um to the offer and you know the facility wasn't ready i think for two months or so and i think i might have had sent quite a few emails follow up for Marie (laughs) um and you know it was just waiting patiently to start and i'm glad i
0: did (laughs) i'm glad you were patient as well sometimes it takes a little while to get everybody kind of coordinated and this operator in particular that that oversees this building um, they were a very tough client initially when we started working with them. And, um, after they got experience with us and our programs, they now mandate that every one of their buildings have impact, you know, yeah. they a support. So, um, when, they, when, when people get it, when groups get it, they're like, we can't live, you know, we can't live without impact now, which is.
1: Yeah. And that's what I get from the two facilities I work with. They yeah. wish it's a full-time thing. Yes.
0: Well, hopefully as, yeah, as census rebuilds and things kind of normalize, we'll be able to provide them that full-time support again, but yeah, I know that they're appreciative. So, yes. All right. So, so I'm glad you were patient and and came on board finally. Um, Then, then COVID hits. Right. And um, if you're willing to, can you share an experience? doesn't have to be COVID related, but I'm sure, I'm sure there was lots of, lots of things happening during COVID for you. An instance where you feel, you know, you really made a difference or it really sticks out in your mind. Um, you know, something that happened, whether it's with a a patient, a family or or, or all of them, or or for you in particular, Um, if you're willing to share that, I'd love to hear something, you know, from you.
1: Sure, yeah, I actually had the recently, a couple of months ago, had a patient, um, she's very frail, 98 years old, still a full code. And um, we had multiple hospitalization uh, for unresponsive for a few minutes, we sent her out. They've done every workup: neurology, cardiology, everything. And um, and every time she comes back, I speak with social services. Uh, you know, they spoke with the family. They don't want to do DNR, nothing like that. So I had actually a chance to call them in regard some labs. Um, could be a need for oncology consult, and she's nearing end stage renal disease. And I spoke with the POA, and she was uh, reasonable. You know, she doesn't want um dialysis doesn't want this and that so i actually thought it's a good chance to speak in regard the you know uh, advanced kid planning and the full code we discussed the full code you know what it means and all of that and um so she um she said oh they don't want uh, chest compression they just want the shock and i said well that's not what CPR works you know it's actually the main component is the chest compression and we cannot pick and choose and we actually don't have that machine and unless paramedics comes in and you know they start the you know a shock if applicable not every patient can be shockable yeah. so um she actually did not know that and it's just these these encounters that uh, even back in the hospital it's just i assume I don't know if I assume is These patients, they think they this is known. CPR is known, you know, chest compression and machine. And these are the encounters that they shock you that not everyone knows what you think they know. And some education, it just actually can, you know, um, make the difference. So um, she wasn't ready to do CPR. Um, She wanted to speak with her sister, who is also called me. We went through that again. All this explanation, and they actually made her a DNR, knowing that it's not just just compression, and we cannot, you know, choose not uh, you know. Um, so she actually, they were glad that I spoke with them, explained what, you know, code blue is, and what CPR and what's the outcomes, and um, they were appreciative, and she's now with DNR um and is just having more quality of life because she's very demented doesn't know she's yeah. doesn't know her name doesn't know the place um so i it's just I, as again it's these encounters that with some education and I just don't assume that people know because I thought it's on tv they know what the cpr is you know um so yeah, yeah. we're glad
0: That's incredible. And, um, and yeah, I think most of us probably have this vision of what we see in the movies that you just get shocked and you stand up and you walk away like nothing happened. And obviously that's not how it happens. And especially for a frail 98 year old to have to go through chest compressions or even being shocked any of that and, and continuously go back to the hospital is, is pretty traumatic. So that's that's really awesome, and that is exactly why we rolled that program out to educate and get people the right information so that they can make, right, they're not always going to make in our eyes what we think is the right decision, but at least they can make an informed decision, and in this case, I think we can all agree that informed decision was the right decision for a 98-year-old who's who's so frail. So that's that that story warms my heart because that's exactly the kind of, you know, Education that that we encourage happens, and the kind of outcomes that that we, you know, we should see for for everybody's benefit. So yeah. that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Hmm. All right, um, my last hard charging question. Um, this space is, is tough to work in. There's a lot of need. There's a lot of different people involved from the operators, from the staff, from attending physicians and all you know, the different specialties. And then you obviously have the you know the, the ER teams that get to see the patients and sometimes admit them and send them back. Um, so our role is our role. Your role is, is difficult and challenging, but so, so incredibly important, um, but challenging and especially with COVID having such a great impact in the senior care space, right? So um, with all that said, what keeps you, you know, at MPAC and doing what you do?
1: Um, First of all is the support, as I said, it's I'm not talking about the support that I have a question and they have, you know, the team and the coworkers answering it. The support, as I mentioned before, that you adjust to the need of the facilities. And it's, it's that's what the partner is. Um, and that's what they're looking for. Um, I I still do isolation meeting that I'm, even I'm not supposed to do now in Chateau, but since COVID they got used to it, we still do it. If that's what they need, um, you know, that's the kind of support um, um, that I'm talking about. And also the flexibility. I. I recently, as you know, I had a lot of health issues, and I every time I have an appointment or a test, I go. I don't know how I would do this if I'm working from nine to five, and like I have to take a day off or something. Um, and that flexibility, working a weekend, or you know, coming late or coming early and leaving, um, you know, early and stuff like that. That's that's what keeps me here.
0: Awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that, and obviously. Unequivocally, I'm really happy that you're a part of the team and that you're here, and and to have your involvement when that outbreak happened, that allowed us to learn a lot and provide real value to our clients and patients. So really, really appreciate that again, and um, really glad you're you're a part of the team, and um, really appreciate you taking the time to to chat with me today too and catch up. It was, it was good to see I, you, and
1: I I appreciate the invite.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um,
1: I- it's, it's good to know the co-workers and, you know, um, that because we don't meet, we're just, you know, kind of isolated, but not with this um, kind of uh, spotlight, yeah.
0: Good. I'm glad you like it. And, you know, hopefully once things calm down for good with COVID, we'll get together, you know, more regionally. I think those are starting to happen within the regions. Uh, but this is a good way for, you know, people that you may never meet in person, you know, part of the impact yeah. team out in California or, or, or elsewhere um, so yeah, really, really glad you are enjoying them and, um, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying doing them. Great to see you. And thanks again. And, uh, so happy to have you as part of the impact team.
1: It's good to see you, Tim.
0: Bye. All right. Have a good day. Bye-bye.